earlier this week, on Tuesday, in fact, I was walking around the city of Toronto and I was showing around some first cousins from Australia, the city, and I was quite proud of it. I, I was uh, bracing myself for the worst, but expecting the best. Now, that said, I don't have accessibility issues. And when I think back to some of the places that we went into and um, some of the interesting things we saw, I have to wonder if I saw any points of accessibility for all. And in some cases, no, we're still not there yet. And in fact, the CBC is uh, doing a deep dive into accessibility, and they say that Ontario will not meet its 2025 accessibility goals. Uh, The Accessibility for Ontarians with Disabilities Act was meant to remove barriers for those with disabilities to ensure their full participation in society. But we're not even close yet. David Lepofsky is chair of the Accessibility for Ontarians with Disabilities Act Alliance. And you've heard him on the show before. He joins us again on the Kelly Cotrera Show. Happy New Year, David. Happy New Year to you. Thanks so much for being here. So can you give us some some background on the act and how it was supposed to work and where some of the pitfalls are? Well, sure. Everybody listening to you and me today has a disability now. I happen to be blind or has someone near and dear to them with a disability or will get a disability as they get older because aging and disability go together. It's only natural. Uh, The problem we face is we live in a society which too often is designed and operated as if it was only for people without disabilities. Nobody's out to get us, but the, the result hurts just as much even if they're not out to get us. So uh, 30 years ago, a small group of us, about 20 of us decided we needed a new law to make this better. And I had the privilege of leading a campaign that ran from 1994 to 2005 that led the legislature to enact unanimously a law called the Accessibility for Ontarians with Disabilities Act. It commits Ontario to become fully accessible to all people with any kind of disability within 20 years, by 2025. That's next year. And it was supposed to be get us there by the government leading us there, not the government of Ontario fixing every barrier in the private sector, but by doing two things, enacting detailed regulations that told organizations what they got to do over 20 years, giving them ample time, And then enforcing these regulations. Unfortunately, we're nowhere near full accessibility, not even close. And a government-appointed report, independent review of our progress, last fall declared that Ontario actually is in in an inaccessibility crisis because we're so far behind. Yeah, 20 years is quite a runway. Um, I I was reading that we are failing, especially when it comes to fines. An individual uh, fine can be $5,000 a day. For your corporation, $10,000 a day for a violation of the act. Um, So uh, apparently you're thinking, okay, well, you know, we have the fines in place. They're just not being enforced. Is that the major problem? Is that a stumbling block? Well, there are two problems. Whatever regulations we have in place are not being effectively enforced. It, 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 enforcement's been a joke. And everybody knows that except the Doug Ford government who say, oh, it's, they're doing great. Well, don't buy that. Uh, but as well, uh, obligated organizations, private sector, public sector, school boards, colleges, hospitals, they want to know and they need to know what to do. And their government was supposed to pass all the accessibility standards that we need 
to ensure that we reach the goal of full accessibility. But government after government has failed in this one. Yeah, some have been passed, but they leave out the vast majority of barriers we face. Let me give you one example. Uh, the our, our schools, our publicly funded schools, have 2 million students across Ontario. Fully 330,000 or more are students with disabilities. But our school system is designed and operated principally for students without disabilities. The other kids, they're kind of an afterthought. They get, well, maybe special education, which itself is an afterthought. But mm -hmm. two years ago this month, the government got an, an expert report saying we need a new regulation to fix this and to spell out what school boards need to do. Has the government under Doug Ford done passed that regulation? Answer, sadly, is no. Wow. How do you light a fire under uh, the Ford administration's uh, twist then on this? Well, we've been fighting an uphill battle for years. So we're, we're as disability volunteer, nonpartisan disability advocates, uh, we're used to this. But the first thing we want to do is get the government to declare the crisis that their own government-appointed independent review said they need to declare. And the person we need to meet is the premier. Now, sadly, Premier Ford has refused to meet us every time we've asked. He's the only premier in two decades who's done that. And So he's uh, inaccessible? It, is that what you're saying? So it's, it's but I guess a pile that's on, the case. Really. That's the case. And so, and, and here's the thing about Doug Ford, and, and we're nonpartisan. We're not out to elect or oppose any party. When they do well, we applaud. When they do poorly, we criticize. Sure. But the, the thing about Doug Ford is we learned something about him last year. He is prepared to change his platform or his position on major issues. He did so on on the city appeal or the region appeal. He did so on the, the green belt. And I'm not getting into those issues, but the thing is, he took one position and he eventually changed his position. It's the new year. It's time for New Year's resolution. And we're urging Premier Ford to make a New Year's resolution for the incredible number of people with disabilities in Ontario that he'll do a better job on this one. And he'll start by meeting us because we'd love to roll up our sleeves, give him some practical ideas and work with him on, uh, on succeeding. Yeah, do you, do you, I mean, when you look at how the act is not being enforced um, right now, does that give you pause for, uh, you know, maybe adjusting uh, the temperament of, of how you, uh, I guess, go about making these changes? Because you seem, David, you seem so, it's so urgent because you've given the government 20 years, but you seem so amenable. You seem so um, lovely. And I don't know if you need to start talking tougher. Well, we don't pull our punches, you know, but on the other hand, there, we, we want to make it clear that, you know, we'll, we'll criticize when we have to, but we're prepared to work collaboratively. And I got to tell you, we worked with uh, Premier Wynn, we worked with uh, Dalton McGinty. We didn't pull our punches with them either. And they'll tell you that we gave advice that they sometimes followed and when, and they, they found it helpful. But they'll also, every one of their ministers will say, man, you know, when we weren't happy with how things were moving, we were prepared to be, you know, critical, but come forward with constructive suggestions too. Here's the thing. Any student in university knows or in school knows, the first thing they ask about anything in the class is what's on the exam? If it's on the exam, they take it seriously. Mm -hmm. If it's not on the exam, they don't. 
Well, enforcement is all about saying it's on the exam. Okay, if if, if school boards, if public transit authorities, uh, if other organizations uh, knew that it's on the exam, that there's going to be enforcement, they're going to yeah, take the it more seriously. Yeah, the government's coming for you. Yeah. Yeah. They're gonna, yeah. And, and it doesn't have to be hostile or nasty. The, the first sure. step in enforcement is working with them, but they've had 20 years of that. Like, it, it, like enough already. The fact of the matter is um, it, it, they, they, they need to know that there's consequences, but they also need two other things. They need the government to pass the regulations that we need so that each organization doesn't have to reinvent the wheel when it comes to figuring out what to do. Sure. And, and we and others in the disability community have given the government tons of advice on what needs to be done. It's not that they don't know what to do. It's just that the the current the government's priority uh, priorities are elsewhere, and two point nine million people with disabilities don't seem to be among them. Yeah, you know, it sounds to me like they're not leading when they could be. And uh, the other thing is, is that you're voting. So uh, at the end of the day, we're talking about the government leaving out voters, and that could be problematic. So hopefully. Uh, you break through, David. I, I always love talking to you. You are so level-headed and just um, I know people can hear how um, just lovely of a human you are. I just wish you the best of luck with this. Well, Happy New Year. Thanks for including this and always happy to discuss it with you and your listeners. Thank you, David. David Lepofsky is chair of the Accessibility for Ontarians with Disabilities Act Alliance and doing a lot of hard work for you, me, and everyone else. It's, as he said, look, we're all going to be facing a disability at some point in our lives. We all need to be able to access, it's our right to go into buildings. It's, it's, it's our right to move around freely as citizens.